everybody, and welcome to the Andy that's in the Bonnevilles podcast, number 15 I think. Uh, hope you've been enjoying them so far. I'll keep intent to do more than I'm doing, but I'll get there with it. Still new to this whole thing. Um, today I'm going to talk about a United Ireland. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I know. I'm very brave. I am very brave. Yes. But uh, somebody has to do it, and I reckon I can do it. So, today, Andy, it's in the Bonneville's podcast, United Ireland. United Ireland. It's a it's a it's a difficult subject for us here in in Northern Ireland, the north of Ireland, the occupied six counties, the United Kingdom, the province, the territory, whatever the fuck it is that you want to call it. It's a difficult subject. Uh, if you want to have an honest discussion, that uh, 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 some honest thoughts, if you want to, without offending people, it doesn't have to be difficult. But it is. So I'm going to give you my thoughts. And starting with this, that unless you've been living under a rock, you can't help but notice that this past few years, the talk about a united Ireland has been um, uh, more prevalent, put it that way. Uh, And it's been... It's everything's been sped up. First of all, because of Brexit. I don't know if you've noticed that, but this past few years, our politics has just got sped up. We're getting years of things, things that should take years are happening in in months. Um, I I was asked to write an article, uh, for a magazine, uh, in the south, and uh, it'll be getting published in the next week or two. And it was to do with socialism and music. And I kind of started to write about um, the protest movement. When, when it's published, I'll, I'll read it out to you and I'll, I'll talk to you about it. But um, in it, I start the article by, by noting how fast everything's moving these days. Everything's just uh, at interstellar light speed. And also the case of United Ireland, and it was in it was sped up by Brexit. So we used to talk about uh, people said that you know can you see United Ireland in your lifetime? Well nowadays people are saying can you see United Ireland within the next five or ten years? Or the conversations have been slightly. They've turned from can you see or when do you expect to see? Things like that. Just a change, a subtle change in the, in language and a choice of words indicates the 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 difference in attitude and and the you you know the the different and to me that that, that that's that's an indication of the the speed of the change. So. For those of you that don't know, that aren't from here or, or, or from from this this country, I'm sure most of you are, but I'll explain anyway. I live in Northern Ireland, which is a 
technically a province of the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is made up of England, Scotland and Wales. That's Great Britain. And the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So we make up the United Kingdom. But we were formed by partition uh, after the 1916 revolution. And then the partition happened later on. But then the state of Northern Ireland was formed. Because it had a Protestant majority who identified as British and wanted to remain so. So the British partitioned Ireland, as is the British way. They do this. They've done it in Israel, Palestine, and India, and Pakistan, and Hong Kong, China, etc., etc. That's what they do. And it inevitably and invariably always leaves fucking shitstorm behind it. But sure, we'll not go there. But <clears throat> so to this day, Ireland's, Ireland remains uh, divided. Now, in the, in the interest of of honesty, I should explain my position. I consider myself a socialist, an Irish socialist, and I would like to see United Ireland. <clears throat> um, but not at any cost. I don't. I would. I would. Not one drop of blood to be spilt. We've done. We all the blood that has been spilt in the cause of United Ireland has been spilt already, and I don't want to see any more of it. And I and I wouldn't back anything along those lines. <laughs> Um, so I am, I do want to see United Ireland. Now, I've traditionally, I've, or traditionally, in, in my past, I would have considered myself a small end nationalist. I would have been a person who, who, you know, who would like to have seen it at some point if it was possible, and maybe in my lifetime, that sort of talk. But the, this past few years, I've definitely changed and I've become more of a, a, fur, a, a an ardent uh, nationalist and I'm a I want to see United Ireland and I will work towards that if I get the, given the opportunity and uh, you know uh, when I say work towards it I mean go to public meetings and get involved politi uh, politically and write about it talk about it so that's where I am so and that's fine because I come from that community I come from that nationalist Irish nationalist community where I live here in in, in North Lurgan is just that. I was raised here, grew up here, and this is where I live. And that's not to be, that's that shouldn't surprise anyone. So convincing people like me isn't, isn't the problem. Obviously, there's our PUL brothers and sisters, our Protestant, Unionist, Loyalist brothers and sisters that we have to try and convince. And the reason that I'm the, the, the point of this po this podcast is simply this. If a United Ireland is coming, and it looks like it is, what, what position are you going to hold in it? And I mean, us all, me as well, because I'm, you know, of the North. So, you are you, is a United Ireland going to be an absorption of the six counties and the status quo remains? Or is it going to be different? Well, I would argue that it has to be different. We can't just, the six counties isn't going to just get absorbed into the south and that's going to be that. So a big part of the conversation going forward, and I would urge you to have the conversation, 
the big part of the conversation going forward is has to revolve around what demands do we make going into it so what do we want the new Ireland to look like well I'm being honest I told you what I want I want a socialist 32 county Ireland but what do you want what's your demands now, if you come from the PUL community, your first demand is probably not to have a United Ireland. And I understand that. Perfect, and it's a perfectly reasonable demand. But let's say you don't get what you want. Let's say this does happen. How, how are you going to be a stakeholder in your new country? That's, that's big words, isn't it? It's terrifying for, for some people. And I understand it. What does British identity look like in a new Ireland? Is there a British identity in a new Ireland? I would say there has to be. Has to be, it's essential. Because a significant portion of the population are going to have that identity in their, in their souls. So you're going to have dual passports. Right, so you're gonna have British and European, uh, Irish European passports. You wanna have that? You're gonna have to have that. What becomes of the Orange Order? What what do they do? How do they do? They continue to march? Do they do they do all these things? If that's your, if you come from that, a cultural community, that cultural identity, that is fervently and deeply opposed to everything that it would be getting absorbed into. What happens to the flag? The green, white and orange. Orange being a representation of the orange, but was never accepted by those people. Even as a symbol of peace, it was never accepted. What happens to the national anthem? Soldier's song. I happily see it go, to be honest with you, I hate it. It's a piece of Victorian dirge. I think it's awful. We can do much better than that. I could do much better than that here. Do we rejoin the Commonwealth? Is that a thing? I have heard even Mary Lou MacDonald of Sinn Féin talking about this. So, is that something that helps? Is that something that helps ease what could be a messy transition? Eventually. So, so these are so th these are the conversations. I mean, I, I I can't tell the PUL community what to talk about. It's not for me to tell you anything. I'm just laying it out there. I'm just trying to open open the door to a conversation. So, it's become it's become apparent in uh, over the past few years. If you haven't been paying attention, I, well, even if you haven't been paying attention, I can't see how you can't know. We're not welcomed, as as or we're seen as a nuisance. So I shouldn't say we're not welcomed. We're we're sort of a pain in the arse, aren't we, to the rest of the UK? We've almost we fucked up the Brexit thing. Uh, we're troublesome. We're patties. That's kind of the way that we're viewed. And it's become increasingly obvious and apparent. 
that were not really wanted. All polls, if all polls done, ne they never show anything different to that. So going forward, where, where, where does that leave us? I mean, us as in Northern Ireland, where does that leave us within the United Kingdom? And it it leaves us. It's I would argue, <coughs> pardon me, that it has left us in an increasingly untenable, in an increasingly untenable position. Our position is ridiculous, quite frankly. We're culturally completely different to the rest of the United Kingdom. We're completely different. You would argue that we're culturally different from the rest of Ireland, which is true a point but you know I always whenever I, I always find it funny whenever people say oh people from from uh, Derry or Armagh or wherever anywhere in the north or, you know they're completely different from someone in Cork or someone in Waterford well I would say someone in Longford is completely different from someone in Kerry <laughs> if you're going to go if you're going to say the first then the second is true so um, that to me, uh, that to me, doesn't really, you know, you, the, the, we we have a great, we have a great um, cultural identity identities in Ireland. We're not a homogenous lump, but we've certainly got more in common. Even if you're from uh, the, the 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 black North, as it used to be referred to, uh, we've certainly got more in common with someone from Dublin than we have with someone from Leeds. So, my point is that our position is stupid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't work economically. It doesn't work culturally. It doesn't. And it's kind of obvious, really, admit it, they don't want us. And that's fair enough. So, what I want to. I wanted to, so the Brexit thing has sped everything up and it started with austerity. We were ready at the bottom of all the league tables for child mortality, uh, life expectancy, poverty. We were one of the poorest regions in Europe, never mind the UK. So that was, and then austerity kicks in. And that makes everything worse. And then Brexit happens. And now we're being pulled out of the EU against our will. And I, I, I don't think any... Well, there are people that would argue that Northern Ireland hasn't benefited from being in the EU, but I think those people are, are just being willful. It's obvious that we have. So... There's also the argument against... So, I'll, I'll go, so one of the arguments against the United Ireland would be the affordability. The affordability thing. I would also argue that that's a nonsense. I've seen polls and newspaper articles argue both sides of that. Uh, both sides of that. But one of the most recent ones that I've seen was 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 uh, carried out by a European uh, government body and quite clearly pointed out that we can afford this. But I would say the affordability thing shouldn't be neither here nor there. For me, it's the right thing to do. When Germany and when Germany reunified East Germany, West Germany, they were told the same thing: you can't afford this. You can't. They did it anyway because it was the thing to do. 
and it's not going to, you know, it's going to be it'd be difficult or whatever, but we can do it. So there's also the case of self-respect. I, for me, that's a big, I'm, be quite honest, I'm, I'm pissed off with hearing English um, politicians telling us what to do. It makes me bulk. It genuinely makes me sick. I've, especially recently. And that's a relatively new thing for me. But it's... I, I just... I can't abide it anymore. I just cannot abide it anymore. And I know that the governments down south, Fiona Fall and Fianna Gael, are a bunch of bastards as well. But at least are bastards and we'll get to vote for them. We have no... Our idea of democracy in Northern Ireland is, is a joke. We, we, we get the vote for nothing. You know... Um, even th- there's, and, and I'm not, e- even there, you know, the DUP were, were practically in government for two years and still got fucking screwed. So I, I just, it's, it's just not a place for us. I just think it's not a place for us anymore. We need to make our own place in the world and it's this island that we're on. Um, so there's that, there's that self-respect bit of it as well. Also, when you when you talk when you talk to young people, they're increasingly seeing themselves as um, their futures being more Irish than British. But it doesn't mean that we, you know, the whole point is that we're going to be friends and neighbours, very close friends and neighbours. But but anyway, so I digress. I get them a point. So convincing people like me to go into United Ireland is not going to be difficult. So I'm not the problem. So who's going to be who, who who's going to be difficult? Well, the answer is obvious. Okay, PUL brothers and sisters, Protestant, Unionist, and Loyalist, and a certain amount of any demographic are not going to be swayed. So that's fair enough. Yeah, we know that. We we know that straight away. So. No, there's a certain amount of people that no matter what you promise them and no matter what you... They're not even going to have the conversation. And that's fair enough. It's the people that are prepared to have the conversation. This, this is who I'm talking to. So, as I said earlier on, your first preference is for it not to happen. It's fair enough. Sack, what if it does happen? Well, then you need to prepare. And how do we do that? So unless we want to get absorbed, just absorbed into the South as it is, then we're fucked. I think that that's a disaster. I think that's a recipe for disaster. What? But what? And so, how do we avoid that disaster? Well, that's where the onus is on us. We need to have the conversation. We need to start talking about it. Our politicians aren't going to talk about it. I get it as a tactic. Now, within the unionist political community, I would argue recently that tactically they've been very, tac- good tactics isn't, isn't a trait that they readily have displayed over the, re- over the recent, over, over the years, I would say. But tactically as a, to, to not have the conversation, if you're, if, you, if you're in the DUP, how can you have that? I, I understand it. There was a recent forum, an All-Ireland forum, where people were invited to discuss this very issue and no unionist turned up because maybe seen as capitulation or appeasement of, of some some sort 
So, I'd, and I'd, I'd, again, I do genuinely get it. I, I read from some, you know, nationalist press that they were saying, oh, they don't even want to But you know why? They can't. How can they go into their communities and say, we need to start talking about this? I get it. That's where we come in. As, as citizens, as the voters, we need to have the conversations and then tell them what we want them to do. That's where it's supposed to be anyway. That's the that's supposed to be the power dynamic within the, the, the political power dynamic comes from the base up. It's supposed to be. That's not what happens. That's not where we are, as you well know. But so if we go into United Iron without having the conversation, we get absorbed. I would argue that that's going to be a fucking disaster. So our PUL bros and sisters, the onus is on you. And and I think you have a trump card here at, to play. I think you really do have a ace of diamonds ready to throw down onto the table. And this is it. As I've as as, as I said in the, uh, I think it was the last podcast. For me, the greatest achievement in human human history is the, the British NHS. That idea of healthcare as a right, free at the point of use for all citizens, for all people, is such a leap forward in thinking. It's so, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But as we, we, we well know, the NHS has been under attack. It's constantly been under attack, but in recent times. And I believe, you know, it, the as... What's the old saying? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, the Tories are going to use this current coronavirus crisis as an opportunity to further their privatisation agenda of the NHS, the biggest employer in the world. They're not going to change it. Bear in mind, they're going to be very crafty about it. They're not going to change the name of it. Not, you know, your hospital's still going to be there. But all the stuff that they can sell off to make mo- the, the, the private corporations to make money, they're going to do it. Um. So, here's my idea. An Irish NHS, All-Ireland NHS. But that's what the PUL people demand. They, they demand it. We all demand it, but it comes from them. And they own it. They claim ownership of that as an idea. Because... Uh, me, your health is your wealth, right? We're watching the current NHS crumble from inside by design, being attacked. Ten years, what's it going to look like in ten years? Seriously, ask yourself that question. What's it going to look like in ten years? So, let's say the United Ireland thing happens and the conversation going in to the poll or the referendum or whatever it is that we have is the unionists the unionist people of Northern Ireland are leading with the call for a un, for an Irish NHS so you're saying we will accept this if we get a guarantee of a British style system with regards to the NHS so you've got British passports, dual identity. Maybe you asked to, to rejoin the Commonwealth. It's possible. I don't know. Maybe you asked for the flag. Now, 
You may not get them, but you can ask. You can make the demand. This is my point. If you don't make the demand, you're going to get fucked. We're, we're going to get fucked. So, and then on top of that, the Trump cured an Irish NHS. All Ireland, free at the point of use for all people. Is that not a good idea? I think that's a good idea. You're going to get everybody on board with that. Everybody in the South is going to be on board with that. And when that, if and, if and when it happens, you're going to be seen as being a positive, a positive boon, a positive, a, a brilliant thing that you've done, that we've done. This is great. Is that not, is that not something we can get behind? Is that not a good idea? Because I think that's a good idea. So your politicians aren't going to do it, but us people can do it. As a, as a peoples, we can do this. We can make that demand, and we can't afford it. It's just a question of what you what you want your tax money spent on, and you know, the the, the that's that's the other thing. Call the NHS free. The NHS isn't free. It's paid for. It's paid for with tax money. It's just what we choose to spend our tax money on. That's the only thing. So that's my. That's my little take on a United Ireland. I'm going. To, I will be talking about this more in in the future, as as is as and when I feel like it. <laughs> but um, I think I think we need to have this conversation, and if we don't, it's going to hit us by surprise. You know, this whole coronavirus thing and the Brexit thing. It'll all die down eventually, and then maybe we'll start to talk about. We'll start to have these conversations more openly because they're not being... I know it's the timing maybe to have this conversation right now. I'm just planting a seed for you because we're all worried about coronavirus and we're talking about uh, reopening our, our, our societies and our economies again. So that's that's all I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. And my my unionist brothers and sisters, and I want I want you to think about that if you can. If you can stomach it, I know it's hard for some of you. Not all of you, but I know it's hard. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not an easy conversation to have. But if you do this right, if you strategize this, and this happens, you're you're on the pig's back. You get the best of both worlds. You can be British and Irish and European. You know, certain things have will change, of course. But they're going to change regardless. And if you have no demands made if you don't have a clear vision of what it is that you want this new thing to look like I don't know you know it's not going to be fun for anybody and I don't want that as much as I want a United Ireland as I said right at the very beginning of this not one her on one head do I would I accept to be harmed you know so here you go I know, I'm very brave. I'm very brave, I am. I, ex I know I am, I know, I know. No, no. I know I'm brave. It's a big thing for me to talk about this. It's a touchy subject. But we're going we're gonna to hit these things. We're going to talk about them. If you disagree with me, it's all good. Please, just, it's fine. If you agree with me, it's good too. Um, I'm just hot-taking this and I just want to... Yeah, I just wanted to get it there. So... Okay, so I'm gonna do that's United Ireland. I'm gonna do rec uh, the record recommends. Okay, so 
Thanks for listening and stay stay tuned. I'm going to do my four album recommends from my vinyl collection coming right up. Okay, so there we go. United Ireland done. It was a bit of a hot take. I hope you don't mind. It's 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 a tight subject for us, I know, but we need to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But don't be complaining if some if it happens and you're not fucking ready. But anyway, so here we go. Album recommends. First one. So I just shout up to my kids. Give me a letter of the alphabet and C. So got C. So. The first one is Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, a change is going to come. Every listen, every chance I get to recommend a Sam Cooke, a Marvin Gaye, or a Otis Redding album, I'm going to do it, really. So there we go. You can see that sleeve there. All right. So, Sam Cooke is just beyond beautiful. I mean, just the man has is, is just staggering. Just a staggering, staggering artist. Um, a, a wonderful, wonderful man. A beautiful singer. I just can't, I just can't talk enough about him. He's, he's just fantastic. He's one of those guys that, you know, when we're when we're at home here or, or if we're out for a drive or whatever, it's like what we'll put on. Sam Cooke, say that, say that Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. It's one of those three usually, or well, Prince. Get a lot of that too. The Beatles. A lot of them, but Sam Cooke's one of those guys for us. And this album's fantastic. So, I'm a, this is like a, it's sort of like a greatest hits compilation thing. I think. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's an old record. It's 1965. 1965, I think. So he died, but he was, he was murdered. Oh, tragically. So, a change is going to come. Shake. Oh, what a fucking banger. Uh, you're nobody till somebody loves you. I'm in the mood for love. He's my truck. Ah, oh, it's just fantastic. So, but if there's only one song on this that you kind of are going to get, really get into, it's going to be a change is going to come. Check it out. It's fucking fantastic. You pick it up on a compilation. No problem anywhere at all. Get on the eBay. Not Amazon, though. I don't I don't buy stuff off Amazon. It's a fucking disaster. Disa literally disaster capitalism at its worst. So I deleted my account. Although, I went through this, this, the, the steps you have to do to, to, to delete your account, but I'm fucking sure it. They didn't delete it. I bet you if I went back, it would still be there. So, that was that. So this next one was a record by Can. You know who Can are? They're an old experimental band from the 70s. Uh, German band. And this album is fantastic. And it is that, it is, it is very experimental. And it's, it's brilliant, I love it. I picked, I bought this on tour, I think I got it in, um, in South England somewhere. Yeah, I think so. So I kind of, 
I, I like to because I, I have I have a lot of trouble sleeping. It's one of the reasons that I don't do a lot of pod don't do podcasts as much because I kind of have to have my wits about me to be able to do these. And half the half the days I don't get any sleep, so I don't feel kind of I don't feel mentally um uh, elastic enough to be able to do these. So that's one of the reasons why I, I do them so periodically. So you know if you get two or three together, I've had a couple of couple of decent nights sleep. So can tago mago, it's good. Oh, that was my point. So I don't sleep. So I need to. So when we're we're, we're on the road, I, I sometimes I'll listen to music, and it has to be something really really out there, because if it's just a standard sort of song, my brain starts to fucking play along. But if it's something really experimental like that, you you, you can't pick it up. You, your brain doesn't doesn't can't figure it out, and your subconscious. So that's uh, so that's why I would my uh, pixel pick the like of that up every now and again. This is an old one again. Um, Eric Clapton. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How can someone as cool as you be recommending some Eric Clapton? Well, quite easily actually, because this was in, when he was in his mad cocaine binge days, living in fucking Miami. I think it was Miami. Uh, and it's a great album. See, it should say where it was recorded. It was brilliant. You know, they, they're going to do, they do a load of covers and the, whatever. And uh, they just name, what are we going to call the album? I don't fucking know. Just name it. They just called it after the street that they recorded it on. It was 461 Ocean Boulevard, by the way, is the name of the album. It should say on the sleeve where it was recorded. Miami, there we go. Recording a criteria recording studio was Miami, Florida. So that's when Eric was in his his cocaine, big fat face cocaine days. And it's a great album. It really is. Um Motherless Children, Gimme Strength, Willie in the Hand Dave, Get Ready, I Shot the Sheriff. Let it grow. Yeah. So crammed with hits as well. But the cocaine obviously suited him. Not that I can recommend it as a drug. And I d I don't really do drugs. Never, never been big into them. But I don't like the cocaine thing. Bewilders me. But there you go. So this next one is a relatively new one. This is from our friends Kettle, C A T L dot, and this is signed. We picked this up when we were we were on tour with our we were at a festival with them in Germany, and we got to hang out with them for about a week. It was fucking great. So this is called uh, Soon This Will All Be Gone. They're from Canada. They're a duo. Uh, Boy-girl duo. They're actually a couple. Married couple. And this album's fantastic. And they've got another album out since, which we haven't got. We haven't picked it up. So, But we'll get it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So it's it's brilliant. So check it out. You'll 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 see them on all our social media as well. So if you go onto our Instagram or our Facebook page and ever you you can you'll check them out. So that's the four recommends. Kettle, Sam Cook, Shake a Change is gonna come, Tago Mago by Can. That'll, that'll challenge you. That'll challenge you. If you don't if you don't like experimental seventies freak out shit, that'll uh, that will definitely challenge you. And Eric Clapton, 461 Ocean Boulevard, for some happy, 
cocaine field clap along hits. Yeah, so good records. So there we go. All done for the day. Um, I want to do. I wanted to do one. I was talking about doing one on Disney, the Disney Corporation. Just in case, uh, Chris thought I was going to do one about Disney, Disney movies, like cartoons. <laughs> I think. I don't think he did. No. Um, but no, I'm going to do. I want to do something on. Uh, on more on the corporations and how they've been, how they've been fucking about and dealing, doing nefarious shit during this um, this pandemic that, w- that we're currently living through. So, uh, I'll drop that this week as well. I think I might just hit it as soon as I'm done here. See how I feel. Um, so there we go. United Ireland again. Don't be hating. Um, if you're going to take. If you're going to take anything that I've said from it, it's this. If it's going to happen, you're going to have to have a make get your demands out there. You're going to have to have a point. You're going to have to have something to say or do or be. Because if you don't, you can't be complaining if it happens and you have you sat there and said nothing, right? So there we go. Okay, love you all. So peace out, and uh, I'll see you at the next one. Take care. <laughs>